Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday with Jeremy Chin, the outstanding former linebacker, now safety. More on that in a little bit of the Carolina Panthers. And to be honest with you, the more research I did into this, the more I realized he should have been the defensive player of the year from the rookie class. He should have been the rookie defensive player of the year in the NFL. Chase Young finished strong. Chase Young's team won the division. I get it. But, I mean, the guy was back-to-back defensive rookie of the month. He was awesome in September, great in December. I think he got robbed. Jeremy and I will get into that momentarily because I've done a lot of research for this interview with Jeremy momentarily. It is a Monster Monday. We are presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. And yes, there's still time to get in the best ball draft for July with me and Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast. Just taking advantage of any of our sponsors and send it to me, Ross at Ross. Tucker.com. New week means new winners. I love all of you. I especially love the winners. I'm not going to lie. Or at least I especially love those of you that try to win by spreading the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. It all helps. Just engage in any way, please. The sponsor confirmation email winners. Love you guys as well. And also love. The YouTube shout-outs. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and boom, you can get a cameo-style shout-out, which I absolutely love giving, and you will love receiving. Because people get me to do cameos all the time for 25 bucks, so why not get a free one just subscribing to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and commenting on any of the videos. All right, enough of that. It's Jeremy Chin time. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So as promised, we are joined by the guy that I think should have been the defensive rookie of the year in the NFL in 2020. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, At any rate, he had an unbelievable initial campaign with the Carolina Panthers, and he's a fellow FCS guy 
who represented us extremely well in Carolina with the Panthers. He's the linebacker. He's a safety. We'll find out in a couple minutes. He's Jeremy Chen. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Ross? How you doing? Thanks. Thanks for the intro. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. I'm doing great. So good to talk with you. All right. So I ask a lot of guys this, but I got to start with you because I saw your combine numbers. Okay. So I know why I went to the Ivy League. I know why I was a late bloomer. But Southern Illinois, like, what were your other options? Because you're a total freak show. How did you not have, like, major Ohio State or even just IU and Notre yeah. Dame and Indiana where you're from? Yeah, I, I wonder the same thing every day. <laughs> no, but I, I, hit a, I hit a really late growth spurt. So uh, my, my sophomore year of high school, I was about 5'8", you know, 135. And then uh, through my junior and senior year, that's when I really started to grow. And then the offers came then. So actually, my other, my only other offers, so I had Southern Illinois, I had Colgate, and uh, University of North Dakota. Wow. That is yeah. really cool. So that is similar to me, man. I was six foot 170 in 10th grade, and then I kind of got bigger after that. So that makes sense. That's usually what it is. Like, usually the FCS guys, I feel like, are just late bloomers. And, you know, yeah. nowadays, especially for you guys, they're recruiting off a sophomore video a lot of times. Right. <laughs> For real. So my sophomore video, I was a little, little pipsqueak right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then you went to Southern Illinois, and right away uh, you were good. Did you, did you know you'd blow up the combine like that? Because when I looked at your numbers, I was absolutely blown away. Like, I mean, 41-inch vertical at 221 pounds. I mean, that is insane. Eleven six broad. Did you kind of know you were going to light it up like that? Yeah, it's actually a crazy story going to the combine. So uh, really my whole life, you know, the combine is a dream. It's something like, oh, I just want the opportunity to get there. And uh, so about three or four days before I actually tested, I strained my groins. I didn't know if I was going to be able to run or jump or do anything until the day before the combine. So uh, I wasn't actually 100% at the combine. Uh, I went into it just like, look. I, I came too far. I was not looking back now. I just laid everything out there. Wow. That's, that is crazy. So there was a chance yeah. you were going to be like, ah, I can't go, which is especially yeah. bad, again, when you're an FCS guy. Exactly. I have choice. That, that is amazing. All right. So here's the thing, though. I looked at your stats for the Salukis, which, by the way, I love the Salukis. Southern Illinois. I looked at your stats. I saw what you did at the Combine. The FCS thing still hangs over your head. Like, there's no way you shouldn't have been a first-round pick. But I feel like if you had done what you did in the Big Ten, you're an easy first-round pick. But because it was a lower level of competition, you end up going later in round two. Do you feel the same way? Uh, I mean, I mean, probably. That's probably the case. But I also understand, I guess – it's part of what comes with it. It's part of the politics. And, you know, I can control only one thing. I can't control, you know, who I play against. I can only just, you know, play how I play, control that part of it. So, um, you know, let the dice fall as they will. So um, anytime a rookie has as good of a year as you did, I feel like I have to ask him this question. Was the NFL a little easier than you thought it would be? I mean – 
you're a rookie from Southern Illinois and you come out, you have over 100 tackles. I'm watching the Vikings game where you have back-to-back touchdown. I mean, it was – you had a crazy year. Was it a little bit easier than you thought it would be? I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word easier. <laughs> I don't think there was, there was anything easy about it. Um, yeah, I definitely had a lot of people in my corner that helped me have the success that I had last year. And, uh, you know, when you're also coming from, from school and being in school where you can just focus on football and, you know, have, you know, time just to focus on your craft and things like that, it, it's a big leap that you'll take. And uh, it's a leap I'll continue to take. But I wouldn't say anything about it was easy. Uh, it's something I knew I was ready for, though. So um, I mentioned, you know, how good you were as a rookie. And by the way, I, I honestly, Jeremy, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but like playing in the Ivy League, we used to watch, you know, like Florida State, Miami or Alabama, Georgia, whatever. And we would think like, okay, what would it be like if we had 12 guys on the field the whole game, right? Or 13 guys. And honestly, I really just wanted a shot in the NFL. I just wanted to see – how good like a guy from Notre Dame or USC was. And I remember my first mini camp. I remember I was going against a guy from Clemson who was second team all ACC. And I just kept blocking him every play. And I was like, when's he going to turn the good on? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I had, Jeremy, I had built them up so much in my, like, I didn't know if they would pick me up and throw me, but like I had elevated NFL players so high that it actually, it actually was easier than I thought it would be. Like I, I, I and I think that's just about like, expectations yeah I, I, mean, I always just had the mindset where I, I would look at those guys and just be like I know I'm supposed to be there so it was a little it was a little less of like oh wow these guys are so much better than where I'm at right now and it was less of that and more of just like yeah and I'm no I'm just as good as that guy okay so I mentioned the defensive rookie of the year I'm going through here there's four months of an NFL season September October November December you win the defensive rookie of the month in both October and November. I think you were second maybe the other two months. And yet, and your stats are ridiculous. You know, uh, the touchdown, you know, the fumble recovery touchdowns, the interception, uh, the tackles. And yet you, you only get four and a half votes for defensive rookie of the year. And it goes to Chase Young. Do you kind of feel like you got snubbed? Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not much to elaborate on. You know, I, I'll be back. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a long career. You know, that's not something I've, I've you know, I've, I've got long-term goals and, and things I want to accomplish here in this league and, you know, playing football, but – that was definitely one of them, but there, there's more to accomplish out there. So, um, you know, only thing I can do is continue to work and, you know, let those things, uh, you know, come into to fruition. Well, I don't blame you, man. And that's – so this is what bothers me. I was undrafted, okay? So the thing that bothers me about the draft – and you were a second-round pick, so it's a little bit different. But, like, your draft status stays with you forever. Like – I would bet a million dollars that if you were the second overall pick and Chase Young, who's a great player, like, you know, he had, he had an awesome December. He finished strong, more power to him. But if Chase was the 64th pick and you were the second pick, I would bet a million dollars that you would have been the defensive rookie of the year. Don't you think? 
probably. Yeah, I mean that's that that's yeah. that's the thing about the draft that bothers me. That's the thing about sort of the whole FBS versus FCS. But that's good. That'll just be fuel to the fire for you that you can just exactly. keep keep going with and continue to have an awesome career. But the question about the awesome career is where? Because I was I, I know last year they moved you to linebacker after Luke retired and stuff. And I've been reading that you want to play safety. I guess I'll start with that. Is that true? Do you, do you want to play safety and not linebacker? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it like that. Like I, I like playing everywhere on the football field, from you know linebacker to playing on the line of scrimmage to playing deep safety, playing outside corner, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, safety is a position I've, I've played my entire life. You know, I never played a snap of linebacker until last season. So. Um, you know, safety, I, I definitely feel comfortable playing that position. Uh, I feel like it's my more natural position. Uh, but I also like a fight in the game in, in, in a multitude of ways. Yeah, I can see that. I, I wonder what, what it'll be like if they move you around. Because what, what's it looking like Phil's going to do with you? Phil, by the way, Phil Snow, defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. What's it looking like Phil's going to do with you this year? Do you have an idea of what your role is going to be? Yeah, I mean, it'll be, like, very similar to last year. So much, not much is going to change from what I did last year, uh, except from starting it from Sam Linebacker, I'll start at safety. So you're going to move around a lot. It's just your initial position will be at safety, you know, back further at, instead of Sam Linebacker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Um, well, that's good. So you're getting what you kind of would like. You're getting to start at safety, I guess. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. I how how different will it be? Like, what will be the biggest differences? Will you be more deep middle? Will you have more man coverage? I know it'll be similar to last year, but even just starting at safety, I think I'm just curious what what will be the biggest differences for you this upcoming season. Uh, I would say the biggest the biggest difference will just be. Uh, in general, just being the last line of defense, um, you know, kind of making everybody in front of me right instead of me kind of making making a play and, you know, hoping that guys you know, kind of make me right. So uh, just kind of reversing the roles there a little bit. Uh, I will be playing a little bit more, um, you know, deep. I, pl- I played a lot, you know, deep last year as well, but uh, just a little bit more of that, you know, compared to playing in the box, you know. So. Similar roles, though. Got it. Well, that'll be cool. So you got to explain the two touchdowns against the Viking because I remember, I remember watching it. You know, I, I happened to be watching Red Zone that day. I didn't have a game that day, and it was like they showed your touchdown, and then the guy on the Red Zone channel, Scott Hansen, was like, "You're not going to believe this. This is not." A replay, like this is a different play, (laughs) but he did it again. I forget. Did you rip it out of their arms both times? Did one of them pop up to you? Refresh my memory on those two plays. Yeah. uh, The first one, it was a strip sack by Zach Kerr. He he sacked uh, Kirk Cousins. The ball popped up, and I was kind of hovering over the middle. I saw the ball. or Really, I I saw he was going down, so I just kind of wanted to add on. Uh, and the ball popped up. I just scooped it and, and ran it in. And then, um, you know, the next play after that, uh, Dalvin Cook was running. He kind of got wrapped up. Uh, and I came in a little bit late after he was already wrapped up and just 
went for the ball, ripped it out, got a perfect bounce back up to me and just took off. So I'm sure I haven't even looked, but that's got to be a record. And it's got to be a record that's never going to be matched, right? I mean, that like defensive players scoring two touchdowns on two consecutive plays, that's crazy. No, nah, it was crazy. It was definitely crazy. All right, now I don't want to bring up a bad subject. Did you guys end up losing that game? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember that. That is brutal. Absolutely brutal. What um what have you seen so far that's different with Coach Rule, if anything, going into year two? Uh I think he's he's definitely um, you know, getting the older guys to buy in uh going into year two, you know, last year. You definitely feel the the college mentality and uh, some of the older guys, you know. Kind of had to find that adjustment, but I think this year, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that believe in, you know, his process and what he believes in and how we're going to do things in Carolina. And then the last question I really have for you is what what can you tell me, Jeremy, about what you saw from Sam? I don't know how many OTAs you had. I don't know if you had, uh, you know, the mandatory minicamp or not, but what did, what did you see from Sam so far? That he's talented. He's he's naturally gifted. Um, you know, you kind of forget he was a third overall pick, but you know he was a third overall pick for a reason. He's got every tool in the toolbox. So I'm excited for him. Uh, he's 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 bought into you know being coached and being on the field. You know, talking to guys. I've, I've talked to him multiple times. So uh, I'm excited to play with him and work with him. Awesome, love it. Check out Jeremy on social media. He's on Twitter at Chin Jeremy Two on Instagram at Jeremy Chin. Give me one other thing, Jeremy, that people don't know about you that you'd want them to know. Anything about your life, your family, maybe it's a charity thing. Is there anything about you that's unique or cool or that you just wish more people would ask you about or know? Um, <laughs> you put me on the spot, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If it's nothing, don't worry about it. I just came right. up with it. <laughs> no, nah, I, I can't think of nothing. Just, um, I don't know, just be ready to tune in for year two, I guess. We got a lot going on here in Carolina, so it'll be special. I will be, man. I'm a big fan of your head coach. I knew him from the Temple days way back in the day. And looking forward to you having an awesome year. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me on. Awesome stuff with Jeremy Chin. Love talking with him. I also love Crocs. You're going to be hearing about Crocs a lot this week and next week. Quite frankly, you're going to be seeing a lot of Crocs. You know why? Because I love me some Crocs. They sent me some Crocs. I wore Crocs out to dinner tonight. And it's time to put on your favorite pair of Crocs. I'll show you my favorite pair of Crocs right now for those of you watching on YouTube. Hold on one second. Great for the audio only, folks. Boom. My favorite pair of Crocs right now. Look, I could do the whole rest of the show with my face in between lovely Crocs. They're like fancy but comfortable. I love them. Look, if you don't have Crocs, visit Crocs.com. Take your pick of wildly comfortable and lightweight clogs, sandals, and slides. They've got gibbets, charms. You can personalize it. Take your pick of styles that are straight fire and make your feet feel like 10,000 bucks. Speaking of 10,000 bucks, 
The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming. And dare we say free to play on DraftKings.com. You know the NBA Draft's coming up. You can do this free to play challenge at DraftKings.com and win 10000 bucks. Just enter the game page on draft day and see just how well your pick predictions hold up to the real ones. At the end of the draft, winners will be paid out cold, hard cash based on how many you guessed right. Visit DraftKings.com slash Crocs on Thursday, July 29th to make your basketball draft predictions. Maybe even put that in your phone. Just put a calendar invite in your phone for right now on the 29th. Go to DraftKings.com, free-to-play challenge, bang, answer the questions, and maybe you get the 10 Gs. We hope your future is full of comfort and possibly full of money. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. I will be doing this. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tux Takes. Hi, Ross. Well, lots to get to since last Thursday when we spoke with Greg. Uh, but since we just talked to Jeremy Chin, let's keep it with the Panthers. We actually had one franchise tag player get a long-term deal done. That was Carolina's right tackle, Taylor Moten, who gets $72 million over four years, including $43 million of it guaranteed. So if you remember, Bri, Thursday was the franchise tag deadline. And all I had seen, all the reports that were out there, you know, it was Godwin's not getting a deal. Williams isn't getting a deal. Marcus May. I mean, it was just like, no, 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 no. Nobody said anything about Taylor Moten. So evidently they had been working on it, but they kept it real quiet because all of a sudden, right before 4 p.m. on Thursday, bam, they hit you with this monster deal. So I love stuff like this. I love it because Taylor was a second-round pick, which means he did not get insane money just to be drafted. Secondly, he went to Western Michigan. I mean, Brian, I'll be doing three or four MAC football games this year for CBS Sports Network. You got to earn it out of the MAC, man. I mean, you got to earn it. You go to Western Michigan to get in the second round, that's hard to do. And then they get $43 million guaranteed. I mean, you know, what I think about it a lot, Brian. I can't imagine what that felt like. I really can't. Like, He's played four years of football professionally, and now his entire family is set for life financially. I mean, you want to talk about an unbelievable feeling. Congratulations to Taylor. He's a heck of a player. He deserves it. That's a lot of money. But Carolina and the new regime, Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, they clearly feel like Taylor is one of the building blocks that they want around this team for another decade. Uh, you know, you know me. I want every guy to get as much money as they possibly can from this game that is very hard on your body. Congratulations to Taylor and the entire Moten family. Tux takes. Elsewhere in the NFC South, the Saints suffered a big loss as D-tackle David Onyemata is going to miss the first six games of this season as a result of the NFL's policy regarding performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, and David issued a statement Friday morning saying, you know, I've never taken anything. I don't know what happened. Evidently, I tested positive. We're going to check my supplements. So, number one, I do not really believe any guys that say that anymore. 
it's happened so many times now that I, I just don't really believe. He might be telling the truth. I'm not saying he's not. But I choose to not believe guys that say tainted supplement. And, and maybe even more to the point, maybe it's not blatant cheating. Maybe he didn't knowingly take a performance-enhancing drug. But then it's just ridiculous negligence and ignorance in this day and age to take any supplements outside of what the team recommends or gives you. It's quite frankly stupidity. And I would feel that way about anyone that gets suspended for performance-enhancing drugs via a supplement at this stage. And by the way, I also don't believe guys unless they sue the supplement company. So if this were me, and it wouldn't be, but if it were me, I would say I took blah, blah supplement from blah, blah, and I'm suing the pants off of them for losing the six game checks and for the loss of reputation. All right, we discussed the Richard Sherman saga on Thursday, and the latest, uh, he's officially pleading not guilty to five separate charges from Tuesday night's incident and posting on Instagram that he needs help. So number one, uh, I guess the good news is no felony charges, all misdemeanors, and he did get out on bail, was seen with his wife. So those are positives, I suppose. Um, and you know, I, I don't know what he's going through and guess what? It's none of my gosh darn business. It really isn't. But I do appreciate that he posted, Hey, having some issues, I need help. And I think, you know, here's the reality. We all have some issues at some point. And the number one thing you need to do is talk to people about those issues or get help before it compounds itself and becomes really bad. So obviously Richard would have preferred to get this help before this incident, but better late than never. Takes. How about this one? Uh, Tom Brady reportedly played all of last season with a torn MCL, and that is according to multiple reports. Right, except Dr. Chow does not believe that. And neither do I. I've had a completely torn MCL. That's a grade three MCL. I've also had a grade two MCL tear. I can see a quarterback maybe playing with a grade two. I think it'd be difficult to not miss any time, but I think maybe you could do it. Grade three, totally torn. I, I just don't believe that. You would lose the lateral mobility. I, 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 don't, I don't believe that. Dr. Chow doesn't believe that. Maybe in perhaps it is semantics, but I don't really believe that Tom had a completely torn MCL the entire season. On to some other NFL news. First, the league offered a grant for $4 million to study hamstring injuries. Uh, they gave out $9.8 billion in national revenue. That equals $309.2 million per team. That's for 2020. Uh, and then finally, Tom Palacero reported that uh, 13 NFL teams have over 85% vaccinated, while two teams, the Colts and the Washington football team, reportedly below 50%. Yes, I don't know how the NFL decides who to grant the $4 million to, but evidently they feel like hamstrings are enough of an issue that they wanted to go ahead and grant it uh, to the hamstring people. Okay. $10 billion in national revenue. $10 billion. 
310 million per team. The salary cap was 198.2. Now remember, there's a lot of benefits on top of that, right? So it's another like $25 million that go to the players' benefits. But still, you know, they play, they pay their biggest expense by far, the players. They have $85 million left over. Whew. That is a good business to be in if you were an NFL owner. And that's not good for the Colts and Washington football team. I do think, Bri, on some level, that it is going to be a competitive advantage. Their meetings are not going to be the same in training camp. They're not all going to be able to be together. They're not all able to work. It's just They're just not going to be able to be as efficient. And I'm a little surprised, knowing Frank Reich and Ron Rivera, that they are that low, that the Colts and Washington football team are the two teams below 50%. But, boy, that's going to make for a very complicated training camp for those two teams. I mentioned it earlier, Bri. I'll mention it again. Best ball. On Wednesday's Fantasy Feast podcast, we are naming the last three contestants for the DraftKings best ball where you go against me and Joe Dolan and we see what the heck you've got. You put your money, not even your money, but you put your mouth where your mouth is and you go toe-to-toe with me and the top fantasy analysts in the world. Let's find out what you got. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. Crocs, well, you can't do the Crocs thing until July 29th or whatever. So take advantage of the other ones, the Warby Parker Home Try-On, Raycon Earbuds, any of them, Express VPN. Hit up any of them. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I'll scroll through. I will pick three more winners for Wednesday's show. Other than that, shout-outs are in order, as always, for Pizza Boy Brewing. I was there last Wednesday. Uh, no, Thursday. Met a listener. Awesome. Sport of Culture. Vision Comics with an X. HumanHeadNYC.com. On today's College Draft Podcast, we're going over the top 10 prospects in the ACC with Emory Hunt. That will be amazing. Then on Fantasy Feast, we keep it rolling. I have been loving getting these guys tell us who's they're higher on or lower than. That'll be Dave Richard. How about the whale capper, Drew Dinsick on the Even Money Podcast. And you Niners fans, NFC West fans, how about a little juice check? Kyle Juszczyk on Wednesdays, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We're dominating this week. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.